Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Welcome to House of Rugby URC, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. For today's show, we'll be talking about all the weekend's matches from the URC, including try of the weekend, and also Jason's very own jukebox award, and taking to social media with what you guys have to say about the matches. And we also, if that's not enough for you, we have a very special guest with us, Darren Cave. I feel like um, the show should probably start with an apology after I listened last week and you guys said that you promised um, the biggest names in rugby um, and you delivered first of all Ian Keatley and then secondly me. So you're gonna have some, we're going to have some very disappointed listeners, so sorry for anyone who's tuned in. And he also has brought another friend with him. I think it's the moustache. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of comments already about that. Um, I like it. I've, 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 out there, I like it. I've chosen to take them as compliments. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I can't grow on. I mean, look at Minton Chip, this half it wouldn't work. Yeah. I like it. I Listen, like it. it was a lockdown idea. Uh, it was supposed to be around for a couple of months, as lockdown was. <laughs> and uh, a year and a half later, it's still there. I think actually, the more like aggro it gets, the more I enjoy it. So the more people are, you know, tease, <laughs> uh, the more I think. Uh, I don't care what you think about me. And, you know, I don't need your approval to have this. So, yeah, 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 yeah anyway. Yeah. Look, look, enough about the mustache. I thought that's what, I thought that was why I was here. No, yeah. no, 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 we're going to the URC, we're going to the URC action. Now, well, look, before we go into the URC action, well, obviously, last week we discussed it. The, the Irish women, obviously, you know, failing to qualify for the Rugby World Cup. Yes. And as you mentioned, like we, we thought there might be a retirement or two. There was one big retirement. Yeah, Claire Malloy, she's been a big part of the squad over the last number of years, You know, winning 74 caps for Ireland. It's such a shame for her to finish out um, that way last week. But uh, she went to Twitter and she put out a tweet saying, 74, over and out, I'm ready for the next chapter. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what's to come for, for Claire. She has a really high-profile job being a doctor in the UK, so wishing her the best of luck going forward. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, and something I wanted to talk about, I was talking to you off air. Obviously, Buddy, you've got young children, so you didn't get a chance to tune into New Zealand versus That's South it. Africa at 10 o'clock in the morning. Me, of course, obviously was watching it pretty religiously. Yeah, um, Jason has been talking about it all morning. He's been that, dying to tell is, us about the It is one of the so best test matches I've <laughs> ever seen. You've built it up. I haven't seen it. So right. I'm, I'm really going to give you a little please snippet. Please do not under-deliver. Yeah. This, this is like, I'll give you a little snippet here. I've got all like, like little kind of into little points here, right? So basically, um, in the end of box 131-29, right, which is good because we all like seeing the All Blacks lose, of course. Well, I do anyway. Um, <laughs> so basically, at, at six, six minutes gone, it's 25-20 to the box, right? Francois Stein gives away a penalty that should not have been a penalty. I was, he was charging on a kick from Jordy Barris. I mean, Francois carrying a bit of timber in his, his older years. I don't think it was a penalty. He literally catches the top of his toe. But as you know, where the ball lands, he gets the penalty. So uh, Jordy Barrett, of course, knocks the penalty over. It's 25-23. Then 73 minutes, another penalty to the All Blacks, knocks it over. Now it's 26-25 to the All Blacks. It's getting right? exciting now. It's getting yeah. exciting now, right? <laughs> then on yeah, three, minutes late, three minutes later, then uh, Yankees knocks over a drop goal to make it 28-26. So drop goal. Yeah, so the box are back, back in front again, right? <laughs> then straight off kickoff, 10 seconds later, box and fringe, another penalty, the All Blacks take the lead again, right? We think that's it. They're after throwing it away like they did the previous week. Upsteps, Mr. Dwayne Vermeulen, who you'll get to know all about when he signs for Ulster legend. Yeah, he's soon to be Ulster legend. <laughs> he pops up with the most ridiculous turnover I've ever seen. 
right? It's 55, 56 metres out. We're all thinking, Stain's going to go for it. Is he? No, he doesn't go for it. They kick to the corner. They maul. Push, push in again. They get in centre field. All backs in fringe. Offside. Penalty in front of the post. Box win. Game over. I was wondering how many okay. times he was going to go, and then down the other end. Yeah. And then down the other I end. I've heard this all morning, so I already like, I should have said it myself. I know it off by heart now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, look, just uh, it go back match, and watch. Really really it, if you're watching it live, like, yeah. it just, and like, I was there, Chelsea cheering on the box. I want to see the box win. And after seeing him, it looked like it was going to be a repeat of last week, but... Fortunately enough, it wasn't. Oh, no. Well, I was, re- I was ready to go at 8 o'clock. We mm. ones obviously were up since about half six, probably, and flicked on the telly and thought, brilliant, we might see the Springboks, we might, we might see the All Blacks, and then had that disappointment <laughs> when, like, you know... Australia, Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't discriminate on the show, but let's be honest, if there's a game in the Rugby Championship you don't want to watch, yeah. uh, no offence to the Aussies, who've been going well. Yeah, uh, three, four wins on the bounce now. Was it or three wins? Four wins on the bounce now for the first time since like I don't know forever. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Coco Melon instead of the uh, All Black Springboks game, which is um, I'm not sure it actually was as exciting. But I would love to have seen you narrate the episode of Coco Melon or Peppa Pig like you did just like that. So I don't maybe that's a future feature. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to the rugby for now. Um, other news: uh, Rhino Peter. I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Rhino Reno Peterson? The um, the cast lock. We sort of saw that tackle a few weeks ago. Uh, he's after getting, it was originally 24 weeks halved due to his previous record and admission of guilt. So he's after getting a 12 week ban for his Superman tackle, as we, as I'm starting to call it. Lucy. Oh! Goodness me. He's going to be sent off, and the uh, Bordeaux players furious. I thought you were going to say he got seven months in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. You know, it really was. One of those it was things, ridiculous. Like, heat like in the moment and like. Late, no arms, yeah. the whole lot. Like, they they love a reduction, thinking? don't they? Yeah. They yeah. love it. Like, you know, they give him a year and a half, but yeah. he brushed his teeth before he came, so he got three weeks. <laughs> No, yeah, he, got, sure. he, got, he, got, he got he got twelve weeks. He didn't make yeah. it. Like you know, that's I mean. He took the gill and it's still three months out. He won't do it again. Put it that way. His yeah, is less, exactly. You know, you know. We had Ian Keatley with us on the podcast last week, and we're joined by Darren. And I suppose it's not really the best question to kind of ask. Um, so being in, the, in that bubble for such a long time in the rugby world, like, what do you want to do after rugby? Like. What what are you guys doing now at the moment? Are you selling commercial insurance? Did I hear? <laughs> no, I'm looking for a good nearly, deal. <laughs> nearly. Um, well, it's been it's been a, a different two years for everybody, yeah. not just Iron Cave, because mm-hmm. um, I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy. Um, I don't really miss rugby at all. For some reason, people keep saying to me, um, mm-hmm. "What'll hit you one day?" And um, they say, "Oh, you miss the lads. You miss the changing room." And I don't know, maybe I didn't like the lads. Maybe the lads didn't like me. <laughs> um, my first daughter was born uh, the month after I retired and that was just the best way ever to forget about rugby. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I own a few coffee shops, uh, opened a hot dog place recently. Oh, I actually do work for a foreign exchange company based in London. I try and play golf. <laughs> and I try and I try and watch rugby, but there's always a negotiation process that happens at home. So um, I'm keeping busy. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Very nice of you. <laughs> well, look, we obviously want to hear about your uh, thoughts from the URC over the weekend, but we've got a fun little game for you. We're okay. going to play ten questions with Darren Cave. That's you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope I, yeah. I hope I get the answers right. But yeah, yeah. You ready? So I'm going to kick off the first one. Yeah. Okay. Best advice anyone has ever given you in the game. Okay, um, there was a defence coach at Ulster and uh, when I was very young and just come through, his name's Peter Sharp in a rugby league background. Uh, I remember he's, uh, there was one passage of play I lay down injured for like a minute 
or a minute and a half and we were defending and then when um the physio came on i just got up and played on and i remember he said to me after the game he said if you ever lie down like that when you're not hurt like yeah. he's like if you are hurt that's fine to stay down and go off the pitch but if you're ever going to lie down for a minute and then get back in the defensive line and help your team then I, i'll make sure you don't play for ulster ever again were you just having a rest do you know what? i think i had picking up a bang but the point okay. was like you know yeah. get in the defensive line so and i think that was a pretty solid piece of advice and i would say that to people now like if you are legitimately hurt that's yeah. fine but be honest yeah yeah like if, yeah. You, if you're not like if you can stand in the defensive line and stand there yeah yeah, it's a fair point. So, obviously, I was hard as nails. If you listen to <laughs> like my version of yeah. the career, if you ever watch me, you may have a different opinion, which is uh, it's also oh, okay. That's great advice. So, who would be the greatest player you've ever played with? I was very fortunate um, in my career that not that I was in any way good myself, but I was able to. You both nodded as I said that. And <laughs> I, I, no, I was. I, well, you were not. supposed to say it like Darren. You're so humble. Um, I, like honestly. There's all the obvious answers. Like I was lucky enough to play with Brian O'Driscoll, Johnny Sexton, Paul O'Connell, Roy Best, Brian Pinar. Um, Who sticks out in your head straight away? Quick, quick, quick. It's, Go on. I'm not going to give O'Driscoll as that because that's such yeah, a boring, boring answer. Yeah, yeah, I mean. um, there's probably a, a couple of curveball answers would probably yeah. be like uh, John Afoa. He was a tight head prop, so it's yeah. not like a totally glamorous Still position. Still playing, yeah. But, Somehow. Yeah, he was unbelievable and I remember he arrived in Ireland and no offence to Mike Ross and John Hayes but at that stage the Irish tight head this was before Tag Furlong <laughs> it was like Irish uh, does he have a pulse yes is he 21 stone yes put a three on his back <laughs> him in. Chuck him in. Uh, and he arrives and he was unbelievable and I'd probably um, give a mention to uh, Jared Payne in that he was one of the best, but I think he's a guy who was better than people thought. Underrated, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Massively so like, underrated. Um, yeah. He was class. What about the toughest player you've ever played with? Ooh, with? That's yeah. Like, is it on or off? Like, this is some, as you were saying there early on about guys getting up, who's some guy that, like, if his arm or leg or ear was hanging off, he was in that defensive line? I mean, he loves a pat on the back and he's got enough of them, but, I mean, Rory Bass cleaned out a rock against the All Blacks, the broken arm. That's pretty hard, do you know what I mean? Gee, that's tough. Um, that's impressive. Yeah. Chris Henry was tough, but he was like one of those, like you just, he just used to get beaten up. And, do you know what I mean? He yeah. was the kind of guy who like managed to get just a shirt dirty in the changing room before he went out. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a few guys like obviously um, Paul O'Connell. Um, uh, I would, if, if I was allowed to include myself. I wouldn't be in that group. But, uh, I think I'm you're going to include yourself in the next question as well. Okay. Actually. I'm going to ask you. Say, yes, before we go on, right. what yes. about against? I know that's tougher. Like, what about against? Or someone there you could say that would be tough to play against. I mean, again, there, there's there's so many in, in whatever year was career. But I remember one time there was a loose ball. Uh, we were playing Claremont and a loose ball. And I like tried to hack the ball. And obviously, he wasn't a great soccer finisher because I missed the ball. And I, ca- I caught Julian Bonaire on the head. <laughs> And I had this moment of like, Fear. I have just absolutely like put the laces through somebody's head. And I was actually, it was in the middle of, is that the King's Band, 15,000 people, Champions Cup game. And I was like super apologetic. I've just um, kicked this guy in the head. Like, do you know what I mean? And he Is he looked, mad? No, he was like... Yeah, I'm good, man. So French. Like he was like, honestly, I remember like going, oh my Blessing. goodness. Like, um, so I'm going to give him for that little incident. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Not That's... sure if he remembers it. Probably not. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it after that knock. Not, yeah. No. Right. When you started up your Instagram account, who did you first post a picture of yourself with? 
Do you remember? There's a, I, think there's the answer. I think yeah. there's actually a backstory with this. I got my Instagram hacked and it got taken over. That's what um, and, and I had beginning? to start it again. Yeah, What's so I, I woke up one. Uh, so everybody put on your two-factor authentication. Okay. Um, that's uh, for all you kids listening at home. I woke up one morning and somebody had like um, my like my, my login details weren't working and I, I have no idea what happened. And so you have no idea why you put a picture of you with Bradley from well, Club Seven. The, you just, you just, you just—that was the punchline. No, I'm joking. Uh, so yeah, I had to start my Instagram again. I lost my blue tick. Um, how, um, so not only when I retired, you know, and then actually I went back to request it and it got turned down. See, you're so, yes, I had then, yeah, okay, new Instagram. I'm going to put up a picture. Like, I had every picture, and I just randomly put up a picture of uh, a <laughs> selfie of me and Bradley from Escope 7. That was so the one random. that I was like. How so, old were you? Uh, about 30, because it, uh, it was in a nightclub. <laughs> oh, wait, in I swear from the same time. And um, the blonde haired one from Escope 7 were doing a gig. Brilliant. About five years ago. <laughs> Unbelievably. So, there you go. It was Bradley from Escope 7. I knew that. There you go. Uh, we'll get away from this kind of stuff so we get to something a bit more serious, right? Are you ready yeah. for this now? Yeah, yeah. So in 2013, you questioned if your face didn't fit the Ireland squad, right? Now, do you know how Joe Smith reacted to that? Did you ever speak to him after it? Do you know that I get asked about that literally in everything I ever do? Yeah, and um, no, we're not any different. So, do you know, um, it was... I actually... I would be quite, I think there's a real stalemate between like media and players. It's like media don't trust, players don't trust media, so they get boring content, but media are listening to this drivel every week and they have to produce something that people are going to yep. watch, listen to. It's really, yep. and I, I, there, I have empathy for both sides and okay. I'm not one or the other, even though technically I'm media now. And for once, you know, I just decided to sort of speak my mind a wee bit and I've referred to it before. We were on tour in New Zealand in I think 2012, it was a three test tour, and in the second, I was on the bench in the first test, left out the second test, and I think Darce broke his arm, probably seemed to break his arm every couple of years, but uh, whatever it was, and Gordon Darcy flew home, and Paddy Wallace was on um, holiday in Portugal, and Paddy like, is one of my best friends from rugby, but he flew, they flew him from Portugal uh, on the Sunday back to the UK, flew him uh, from Belfast. I actually don't even know if he went back to Belfast. I think they flew him from Portugal. Uh, to New Zealand and then we were in Queenstown so he arrived on like the Tuesday yeah. and Decky uh, picked him to start at 12 on the weekend and I've I've, I've met Declan Kidney since like since I've retired and, mm. and had a laugh with him and, t- and we've had a laugh about that incident but I remember just thinking like what, why am I here? What yeah. was the point in me being on tour? Um, but I do regret actually speaking honestly because it just got like, you know, it got, Joe wasn't even the coach then. That was, yeah. you know, but it got directed at Joe and it okay. got, um, but it was really, I had a really good relationship with Joe. And actually what happened was I got wind of the article that uh, as soon as it went live and I didn't really like what they'd done. So to be clear. They kind of always blow things out proportion. Don't yeah. As you said, yeah, they twist they really things. Really trying to just make to get story. a good headline. It wasn't, um, and then it kind of kept going, but it wasn't, and I phoned Joe and said, Joe, look, to be clear, this is not a misquote, okay? I've said this, and this is why I felt like that. Um, uh, what I don't like about the article is that it's kind of been misinterpreted as, yeah. Yeah. 
you That's know, why we want to ask you. We want to clear it up, like you know, what uh, I mean? as like this issue with Joe Schmidt and blah blah blah. And do you know what? Joe gets a hard time, but he like he couldn't have been sounder. But he yeah. said, "Darn, I understand." In relation to that incident, and he said the reason probably you haven't played more um, over the past few years for Ireland, in my opinion, is because Draco has been so good and so durable. Um, and we got on with it, and Joe and I had a great relationship with Joe. But people loved the kind of idea that I didn't. And, and the drama. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, looking back now, as as an old as an old lad, I would probably advise a young player not to bother. Mm, I would advise not a young. Nah, just go into the press conference and say, yeah, look, they're going to be physical. We will work really hard. You know, they're really energetic. Just go and say that uh, and get on with your life because it wasn't worth the hassle. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I it's get probably you. quite hard to bring your personality into those kind of um, interviews, isn't it? Like you have to go by the script a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, as I said at the start of that sort of section, that's why I think mm. I, I do have empathy for the media mm. because at the end of my career, I was going into press conferences and just going like, these people, I've seen these people here for the last 13 years. How bored do you think they are of going like, Kiev yeah. wants to be center of attention. And it's like, it's painful it's for everybody. It's frustrating because you're so media trained, but at the same time, you've ex- just explained there why you got to be so media trained. It's not just for the RFU, it's for mm. you as well and your yeah. career. Because and ultimately that was a distraction and it was a very uncomfortable um, 48 hours mm. even after I'd spoken to Joe when I knew it was okay it still was uncomfortable mm. um, and I as I said yeah I would advise if a, if a young player said to me no I'd just say lad don't bother do yeah. not bother um, going on podcasts don't don't put your head above the parapet just get on with it yeah um, so you're tired you can say what you want then like basically. something like that yeah <laughs> when you're when you're in the bubble you just gotta Stick to the script, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Because uh, yeah. everything can be turned against, yeah. Mm. And like you notice it in games, you know, and it's clearly a mismatch in terms of like maybe Leinster are at home to per zebra. Um, and the players will be like, you know, they're the change coach and they'll just make up all this nonsense. And really you're just dying for them to say, look, um, if we play well, we'll win. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's the truth. Yeah. And we're trying yeah. to score a bonus point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Megan, do you want to go into now, next, next I suppose question? now you're outside of that bubble um, of, of rugby and like you have a lot of interests as well. You know, you have your coffee shop. You've got a bit of an interest in psychology. Um, what are those? Um, is there something that, you know, the fans might don't know about you? Have you got any hidden um, hobbies or talents that you'd like to share now? This is your moment. Except that you can't use the moustache in this part. Like, we know that's a talent. <laughs> yeah. okay. What is? I don't think anything that's overly hidden. If If I didn't... If it was up to me, I would play golf, drink coffee, drink beers. <laughs> must have a phobia or something, something like that. Mm, phobia. I'm terrified of pretty much everything, like, so I can't really say. I, I don't really know. Uh, one thing I like about retirement is, like, and I don't know, do you not find that, like, life is just a little less up and down? Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. You know, apart from uh, rugby's a like roller coaster. Sense. Yeah. Just like, nine. you know, when like, so you play on Friday night and there's a bonus point win and you score the try and it's, uh, you know, ecstasy and then like you're dropped and then you're injured and then you get dropped and you deal with that and then your dad phones and asks why you're not <laughs> playing and then you have an argument with him about why the other player, what the coach has told you about the other player. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's totally. so up and down. Yeah. And I just like now, like, sort of, a little more a bit more mellow like 
Yeah. You're not so uptight all the time. A little bit with kind of what's going on and yeah. being, pre- I don't know, all your research, preparing for matches. Ch- and- chilled out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and out. it is. You do, like, you miss... You miss the highs, but I don't miss that like roller coaster of emotion, I suppose. And I've spoken about this before. When I retired, I was like so fudged off with selection, like yeah. frightening. And uh, when I speak about it before, I always, I've said this before, sorry. I never like would argue now that what I believed was correct, okay? So okay. I'm not saying I was the best player, okay? Yeah for that shirt or that position, but I genuinely believed at the time that I was. You've got to believe that. You like do. You have you got to believe that. Like. Therefore, yeah. I find it soul-destroying. Like the last couple of years of my career, dealing with just sheer frustration of never really, even sitting down with a coach mm-hmm. and I'm, I just couldn't. And Except I, what they were saying. Yeah, and yeah. I never got a reason. I thought, you know, that's actually yeah. fair enough. He, I cannot do that on the rugby yeah. pitch. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, I watched the All Blacks and I look at Rico Yuani and I'm like, how did I play? <laughs> the same position yeah. as this guy in international yeah, rugby because he's swatting people but, off uh, and speaking of ups and downs like you I mean forget about the downs we don't want to bring drag up that pass but ups so mm. we had a few questions over on Twitter and someone pointed out Peter Lowry he basically wanted to know what you thought your best performance was in an Ulster jersey for him it was uh, I hate saying this now Munster my team of course mm. uh, in Tullam Park in 2009 he reckons was your best game in 2009 I yeah. actually do remember that game yeah. um I don't really know. Uh, one, I can say that uh, one of my last games is one of the games I look uh, fondest back. And unfortunately for me, I didn't win any trophies in my career at Ulster, so I remember the losses quite well. Uh, but I, I the yeah, the Aviva um, quarterfinal against Leinster when we just narrowly lost. That was a game. Um, so the week before, I had strained the intercostal. intercostal. It's nearly said intercontinental, intercostal yeah. uh, <laughs> muscles, um, and it was one of the sorest things I've ever like of all my injuries, broken bones and stuff like that. So it was like when you breathe, when you breathe, like you couldn't move yeah. your. Um, oof. And I remember Dan McFarland said to me on the Monday, he was like, "Will you be allowed to play?" And I was like, "Yeah," because it was Leinster, yes. it was the Champions Cup, and yeah. I was in my head, I was thinking I'm retiring, and oh, I had to get anaesthetic. Um, injections uh, so I got two anaesthetic just to numb it like yeah so the ribs were fine it was the muscles between and they were like look these you don't need these muscles to play but it's basically if you can cope with the pain so I got anaesthetic injected either side of the ribs um, I remember perfectly I was sitting in the Herbert Park Hotel just and the doctor's like I'm going like and then the physio had actually been at the Olympics with Team GB and he goes oh I'll strap I'll do this strapping and I'm like he goes it's an old tennis strapping from like a tennis injury and I'm like well that'll be great when we're running out at the Aviva against slipping um so that day and Leinster were miles better this and I just threw everything into it and uh, it was just a memorable day played quite well and that was probably when I knew I was like do you know what that's the last memory that the people of Ireland like I played a couple of games after but that's the last memory of that these 60,000 people and the X you know 100,000 people on TV have of me and sort of so that was kind of like a even though we lost like something I was like yeah that's something I'm going to go and to talk about the yeah yeah. like I remember going into that game how much I was worried about Mm. the injury and it was like Physically, you probably felt really kind of, you know, out of sorts. But mentally, you knew that you were going to get yourself through the game because you had that in the back of your mind, maybe retiring. So you just wanted to put everything out there. And it's funny how, like, you spend, you talk about, like, player analysis and, Mm. like, 
so much goes into all this, but like not one percent of me was thinking about like Guy Ringrose or like I think Robbie Henshaw was just back and these phenomenal players. I was just going like, what happens if I just after thirty seconds of the game cannot play and I have to put my hand up and be like, guys, I'm I'm leaving the pitch. I'm letting you down. This is this could be the last one of my last things. So like I was sick to the stomach all week. And so now I look back on that occasion with a lot of relief. But again, to mention the highs and lows, I yeah, just go, do you that's know actually I like you've, 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 you've jumped in and taken my last question. So mm, Megan was yeah. supposed to have a question, but mine was, I was going to ask you your proudest moment. So like, that is your proudest mm. moment, I suppose, essentially, is it when you think about it? Potentially, yeah, because I was sick to the stomach all week and I just look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful that it, it, it held up to a certain level. And okay, we didn't win. And yeah, like, you know, Ulster celebrating, losing to Leinster, all that. Um, that or... Um, our Champions Cup, our European Cup run in 2012 is very, I think, the Europe, one of your favourite games, probably the quarterfinal. <laughs> um, uh, we beat Munster in Thoman Park. And I think it only had happened <laughs> once in Europe, but there is something so, the Irish derbies are so ah, they're, they're special. Incredible. And, you know, we. Like we, you could you could write off the whole season and beat those three teams, and that would be done. And there's nothing more satisfying. And equally, there's no three teams that I respect more than mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, outside of Ulster. There's no three teams that I said, well, do you know, what? if I wasn't an Ulsterman, I love what I love the way Monster. I love it. like I have so much respect and yeah. admiration for them, and they're lovely guys. But you still but, want to beat them? Yeah, <laughs> um, you could be nice, but you're like it's the no, same with the fans. You. Like yeah. they're such. The provinces are so well supported. We're we're yeah. very lucky, and, yeah. and being in those games where it's like you know 20, 30, 40, uh, the the Champions Cup final is eighty thousand people, and the stadium's Incredible. like literally the halfway line is red or blue or you know red or white or whatever. It's it's really really special. So um, the Munster uh, quarterfinal, I probably have to put that on as well, just for you. Ah, oh, brilliant! <laughs> right, Darren, thanks for being such a good sport. Now let's get on to the good stuff. Let's get on to the URC. Um, Starting off with Connacht, 34-7 bonus point win over the Blues, over the Blues, over the Bulls at the sports ground, bouncing back well after a defeat to the Cardiff Blues the previous week. Um, did you get a chance to see that turn? I did, and I most definitely have a new favourite second team, because Connacht were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how good to see five tries from outside backs. Oh, it's good hands, Cardi, certain try here, it must be. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if we love a scrum or a mall on this show, but it's good to see the back scoring tries. Yeah. Um, a couple in the centre as well, so... Uh, yeah, Tom Daly had a great match. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, Tom Farrell as well. He scored twice, didn't he? He, Daly got two, and Farrell scored an absolute worldie yeah. off yeah. a scrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love the way they play. Like, yeah. you know, there was, a bit of, there was a bit of, you know, huff and puff up front, um, but... Just some lovely rug. I mean, Mac Hansen. That if you haven't seen that try, look it up. Yeah, yeah. If this you're is the guy. It. If people are he's unaware of, is he came. He's actually born in Australia. Came over here. I think he. I don't know who he played, but I think he might have been played with a bit of the Brumbies or whatnot. But uh, he's Irish qualified. He's only 22, I think. But you get it. Like, absolute superstar in the making, I think, and someone who could potentially earn. An Ireland are short of wingers. They only have about fifteen of them, so um, I'm sure they just slip right into the starting fifteen. But no, I'm I'm a Westy now. I loved it. It was class. Yeah, yeah. I was so, only saying. Like, I remember watching like the first thirty minutes. They tried to kind of match them up front, and as we all know, like there's no point in trying to match the South African team up front, whether it's the box or a club side. But as soon as they got the ball into the backfield, started spreading it wide, started moving the ball. 
They were absolutely running around. Well, the, the, the Bulls yeah. like completely dominated the first two minutes because they went seven 0 up, and then that's when, <laughs> yeah, that's when it all went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's nice to see some good uh, ruggers that the Farrell try off first phase, and um, you know they've been playing like ever since Pat Lamb was there. Connacht just said, right, we're going to start throwing the ball around, and why not? Um, yeah, it is good. And uh, since Andy Friends come in, they've just kept doing it. Yeah, uh, and fair play to them. It's um, mm-hmm. it's class to watch, and they're my new favorite second team. Uh, mm-hmm. No, they have. Um, Connacht has started really well, but also Munster taking a bonus point win, thirty-four eighteen. They had a shaky start at the beginning, but uh, what do you think coming shaky. into it? You know, the they word. were down fifteen nil, and then they came back. You know, like we talk about cliches, right? Yeah, winning ugly, right? Just if you're not sure what winning ugly means, like watch that game yeah. because <laughs> that's a great point. Or Jason Nyman, I don't even know how you describe that massacre of a try. What was that? End of the first half, Nyman just one hand, big man mountain. Was that um that was the, 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 the tennis ball action? Yeah, that wasn't the ball the, or and go. The, I don't know. Michael Jordan slam over the top. It's good yeah. to see him back though. I mean, I, mean, I think Munster yeah. are, are going to be good this season. I mean, people don't give him the credit like this. I know they they. Haven't won anything in a very long time, mm-hmm. but they've they've got to plenty semi-finals and finals, right? But they've they've got Snyman coming back in this year, right? After being out for a full twelve months, they've got Carberry for a full season. They've got Murray to come back. They've got Byrne to come back into the squad. They're like you know, Larkham and and Roundtree are there now a couple of years. I think Munster. I think Munster. This could be the year. Now it might just be a matter of you them winning like the a, shield. You sound like a Liverpool fan there. Stop now, you. <laughs> are you a Liverpool fan as well? No, I'm not a Liverpool fan. Do, no, it could no. be our year. It could be our Wait, year. That's, that's what be. I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm hoping it's our year. I I, I think Munster look good, really yep. good, and the sign of a good team. Like mm. they were dreadful. They and they all won. over the place. Bonus the point win. Yeah. Mm. When you're playing badly, mm. uh, we know like they're, they're just they're quite a rounded team now. Munster obviously known for the forward play, and they showed it. But um, you know Zebo coming back as well. Uh, good squad there. So many good players mm. now. Um, Are you surprised Zebo wasn't starting the match after last week? Yeah, it must be just rests and rotations. Yeah. Because he didn't get much ball in that match at all. No. No. But how much? How weird is it? Gavin Coombs, right? Uh, how much he am I um, a f- like a part-time sort of monster viewer, or is he like a carbon copy of CJ Stander? See when he gets the ball like two <laughs> meters from the line, you know, and you know, and monster are very good at yeah. that, and they're two meters from the line, and everyone gets real close and yeah. they hell up, and then all it just and the ref like he's scoring tries yeah, and like every literally time. For fun. And it used to yeah. be Stander, and that's yeah. he gets up with the ball. Well, I like, think about it, if you're a young lad coming through, he's only young. He's obviously came up to training. Okay, who's the best number eight in the province? Stander. So he's obviously been watching him. Yeah. Like I'm sure a lot of players do that when they're coming up. Okay, I want to be the next 13 for Ulster or whatever. Who's 13 at the moment? He's class. Oh, anyone like him? anyone yeah. but me. Or like was how I was. <laughs> 19 <laughs> carries, 51 yeah, meters game, 12 tackles. He's, he's like, if you're like, like, looking at the number eight position this year, mm. would you look at? I mean, you've obviously got Coombs there. You've got Conan who just started three tests for the Lions, and then you've got Doris to come in as well. I mean, a lot of competition there. It's mad, and the biggest sort of. Um, issue is that like Leinster can't even figure out who their best back rowers are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You could end up with like Jack Conan could end up not being in a Champions Cup 23 for Leinster and you wouldn't really be that surprised mm. but it seems ridiculous because apparently he's the best number eight in the British Irish Isles. <laughs> so it's, um, it's there's, there's ab- Leinster for you. It's absolute madness yeah. uh, but I like Gavin Coombs. I, he's class. Mm. Um, I think Munster are going to be good. They're yeah. going to win year. something is what he's saying. It was a good end go to the, the match as well. You know, 44 metres out and he, yeah. he got it. Last action of the game is from the boot to Ben Healy and that one is going on.
on and on and over. Belhini with another one, yeah. He's got some boat. Yeah, he was just like, I want to kick it, I want to kick it. I like Carberry as well. I don't think we've Carberry's kicking since he came back though. Like he he nearly broke a record. I think it was something like 49 kicks or the 50 or whatever it was. But then he got the injury since he's came back. With Ireland and with Munster, he's missing a lot of kicks. I don't know so if it's... slagging him off. I'm not. I'm just I, saying he's I, not himself. He's not I himself. Like Carberry, I, I like Carberry as well. Yeah. I like him as well. But I'm I think... sure he's a lovely fella and doesn't deserve this uh, bad journey he's getting from this uh, Munster <laughs> fan over here. But um, not nah. right. Look, we'll m- move on. Move on. Right. I wasn't slagging Carberry. Right. Ulster. Right. Your former team. You were actually on co-coms for this game for the Zebra game. Thirty-six-three win. Bonus point win. Not the most exhilarating of affairs. It was. It was. It, do you know, I, I didn't know, genuinely, just being honest on commentary, I just didn't know how to, like, pitch it because mm. I thought, like, that is a really good result, okay? Mm. 36-3, you've gone over, you've stopped, like, you smashed them, you got a bonus point. Job done. Uh, you won by 33 points. Like, that is absolutely job done. Um, in terms of the result, like, you can't really, you know, this is as good as you can do. The performance was the complete opposite, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's hard to really, it's hard to assess because, yeah. Like, what, what do you say? As a player, if that had been me and, like, pundits and people were having a go, how have you got money on about it? We've just gone to Zebra and won 36-3. Like, we just yeah. saw, um, you know... You feel a little bit sorry for them, don't you, a little bit Yeah, now? so I am reluctant to, like, give mm. them a hard time, but yeah. they were crap. There were some, some younger players. <laughs> they were dreadful. They had some younger players playing as well, though. Like, and I said, yeah. they went over, they got the job done, but, like, yeah, just, like... I think Let's you look at it from an entertainment point of view. It wasn't great to watch. Yeah, I think you mentioned in the commentary, and actually, I thought it was quite funny. You were like number twelve. He has a some set of hair. <laughs> you were saying he's got more hair than you and got and the oh, other yeah, commentator put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um. I, I love uh, my Premier Sports co-commentator. Uh, I'm the co-commentator. The lead commentator, that's Mark it. Robson. Oh, okay, and, Mark. Uh, I love Robbo, but um, I don't mind saying sometimes he leads you down the garden path with a certain like uh, conversation if you've ever listened to him. Because at one stage he was talking about a tennis match between Billy Burns. Uh, you were kind of going with the flow a little bit. like. Yeah, well, comment- how it kind of works is a lead commentator kind of steers it and they'll bring something up and say something and pause and the pause okay. is inviting you in. So okay. he'll say, you know, when Craig Gilroy beat Billy Burns in a tennis match and pause as if, and it like, comes to me and I'm like, what? Oh <laughs> what did you say to that? <laughs> so, uh, no, but he's, yeah. he's a good, he's, it's a serious skill, lead commentary, and he's very, very good, so I'm not getting him a hard time. But, <laughs> Looking yeah. at the other, the other couple of games, oh, Scarlet defeated <laughs> Lions, that. anyway, guys, uh, Ospreys defeated Cardiff, and Benetton Edinburgh, that was a cool game. 84 minute drop ball for Benetton to, to, defeat, to defeat Edinburgh, mm. that was pretty cool. And good to see them, the, the Rainbow Cup champions. Mm. Good to see them getting wins. Yeah, they getting are. Better. They kind of. I remember three or four years ago they got into the quarterfinals of the league and then they've had a, they've had a bad year and um, yeah, 84th minute drop goal I mean that's good TV that's what we want, that's what want. <laughs> people want exciting leagues South African yeah. teams in 84th minute drop goals what more do you want yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we want that's what we want right we, let's let's move on to a nice little section here I, I don't like to use this word but our losers of the weekend they're not really losers of the weekend but you know, decisions the ones that didn't perform as well. No, it's not, not even losing, just kind of moments that we we're looking at over the weekend that we kind of feel, okay, this isn't good, right? Uh, Niall Scanlon getting bit, the monster hooker, well, allegedly getting bit, and Munster have said they're going to go down the channels and they're going to look at this. Um, it doesn't look good in the, in, the, in the footage, you can't see much, but you can hear Peter Armani talking about, okay, he's got a big, massive bite mark on his leg. Yeah, is this, has this ever happened to like, is this ever happened to you in a match like something like this? Have you ever been I managed bitten to... or gouged? 
I managed to survive my whole career without being bitten. Um, uh, yeah, listen, it's um, it's something that you just don't. Yeah, it's just an incident that you just don't want to see happen. Obviously, like I wasn't there, so I don't know. Like bite marks don't come from no smoke without fire. Is that what they say? Um, I'm not sure where the bite marks where they came from. If he wasn't bitten, yeah, um, that's all I will comment. Well, on. the referees had a look at it. They said, you know, quoted. They couldn't see any evidence of it, but they'll go through the right channels um, and take great, it from there. That's a great like uh, like leaf from the from the from the referee, isn't it? Yeah, there's no evidence. <laughs> well, we're like, we'll look into it. Great. Fairness, there's nothing there, like, but like it'll come down to I suppose a hearing yeah. and you use evidence of the, the bite mark and all that. But okay, I want to get onto like this. Moving on from that, this is something I don't know if you've seen this, right? I don't know if you've seen this either, but mm-hmm. Jake White's pre-match comments. About Connacht. The Connacht opposition tonight, what do you know about them and where do you see their strengths? Uh, a lot of Leinster players who come down from Leinster. Obviously, the guys who didn't get contracts up there come down. Yeah, it's very similar to you know a couple of franchises we have in South Africa. When they don't get contracted by the big unions, they go down to the small provinces and then obviously try and find a way in which they can get noticed by by the bigger provinces. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we as I said, we, we're used to playing that sort of... Oh, that's... I mean, <laughs> like... 34 points later, that's looking like uh, seriously good. I mean, actually, do you know earlier when I said that like people should be like encouraged to speak their mind and not give the party line? I, I think that's a, a, he took that. He must have been listening to me and he's just taken a little bit too literally. What what did I call him earlier on? When we were sitting down, oh, he's like the granddad. Do you know when you're at a when party you're or you're at a something and like that granddad in the corner and he says something, he's like, granddad, you can't say that. That's what it was. And then he like, says yeah. it anyway. That's Jake White. I'm just happy he hasn't realised that Ulster have about 15 players um, from. I think the I think the Ulster Academy is now called uh, St Michael's College. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what he's going to say when um, they're playing Munster when they're playing Ulster. Yeah, he must think he's playing the Springboks. I suppose they say he'll make some joke about uh, stealing all the Springbok players or the fact that Munster has plenty of Leinster players as well. Like, but look, I mean, I, I think it's, it's fair to say we go back years ago. Connacht were a bit of a feeder team. Back in the day, and I'm sorry, Connacht fans, I don't mean to say that, but to say that now, Connacht are, you know, as good as any other province. And if you, you don't, it's because you can't make, you don't not make it at Leinster and then go to Connacht. Like, that's absolute nonsense. Yeah, wasn't yeah. to say. It feels like a long time ago, but I do, I do remember when there was chat that Connacht were going to get defunded, but, you know, mm. I'm an old man now. It was a long, long time ago. And let's be honest, guys, Connacht have won more trophies in the past 10 years than Munster and Ulster combined. combined. Yep. <laughs> yep. So there yep. you go. Yep. So that's, that's a nice one to say. Right, um, Megan. You want to introduce our next section? Now we're going to take a look at the nominations for Try of the Week. First up is this brilliant team effort by the Scarlet scored by Tom Rogers. Look at this, guys. You've all seen this. This is really, really nice try here. I love the way John Davies is like, it just slows up there. He's yeah. like, right, Wait, come, and, come and smash me. <laughs> and put the winger in. That's lovely. That's an excellent try. Cole Forbes got a really nice one for Glasgow against the Sharks. Oh, this is the offload try. So many offloads. They drew a lot of players in here. I saw this. Is this is it Johnson that runs this line? This next one here. Like, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about like staying square and letting the ball rip. Lovely. Nice. And finally then, this absolute worldie by Mack Hansen for Connacht. 
this try, lads. I know people are giving out that there might have been an obstruction. There's no obstruction in this try. It's just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Incredible. I had seen it earlier, and I've just seen it again, and I think there is obstruction. Disagree, Joe. We'll agree to disagree. That's some try. That was unbelievable. Get him up. Get him, get him an Irish cap. Get him an Irish cap. Um, right. So, what do you think? Who wins? It, 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 was there was there blocking? I, was there was there obstruction? That the is Troy stands. So Mac Hansen, that is an absolute screamer. Yeah, that has got to be it. Even like the the take and like it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you agree? I'd say so. That was the best one. Yeah, just the way he came in and out. Like it was a great bit of rugby to watch because it's not often. Yeah, that the winger gets to swerve in and out, and well, yeah, not anyone brilliant. can catch a high ball in Galway. Like, never mind yeah. the never mind the sixty meter run afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a good bit of individual brilliance there. Right up next, my favourite award, the jukebox of the week. So, guys, we've got three nominations again. Uh, up first is Tommaso Bonney, who went low on Stuart Mark with Stuart Moore with a textbook tackle. Marshall. You were on this. You were watching this game. Oh, look at that! That's that's just huge. Um, the penalty for holding on. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I like that. That was good. That was a good hit. Up next is Snyman, who made a big hit coming on against the Stormers. I love this little box kick up from Casey, Casey. and all of a sudden you've got Great six chase. foot ten of South <laughs> African oosh up on top of you. Imagine being underneath that. I'd say that hurt a lot. No, I'm just bruised in the morning. That's going to be bruised in the morning. Right up next is Fijian winger. Uh, this I can't remember. You were at the game with Tutu Vaki. Tui Tui Tuwaki. Tui Vaki. The big Fijian. Look at this. <laughs> and yeah, another one. How's it Boshing going? And there off. we go. That is. That's my favourite anyway. I'm voting for that. Even though I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, that was serious, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's proper. Let's leave him. Let him go. Like so you're, you're going with two. Yeah. What's it? Two, 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 Aki. Tuivuaki. Tuivuaki. There we go. Who are you going with? I I was going to say the Simon's pretty good. Like he had a, such a great game, uh, but uh, two, two, so he looks like he's winning everything. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> right. Let's move on, guys. Um, other standout moments of the week. Uh, I absolutely love this one. Um, you were at this game, um, Mark Robson, your your co-commentator. And the opening minutes of the game got a little bit excited, a little bit excited. Thought that Ulster had scored a try. So, <laughs> yeah. Like what the, do you say? Like what do you say to that? Oh. <laughs> it's so funny because um so, so I didn't see it. I saw it the way it was as as a penalty. Uh, but I could hear in Robbo's voice. And you know, and I, it's not it's not typically how somebody would say it that's a penalty. And then he, as as I said in the comedy after he actually convinced me. I was like, what, what uh, anyway. well, I was fully convinced with the try for a second as well. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. You see you were the same saying. I was like, that looks oh, oh. Wait, his arms pointing the other way. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Right, <laughs> another one from the, from the same game. Uh, back to your lovely commentary again. Uh, Craig Gilroy's sweet mm. offload for James Hume's try. Um, what's interesting about that is what did you mention during the game? Well, it was some nice play from James Hume, wasn't it? And the, the, Robbo was talking about how good he was and I, was, I felt like he was rubbing salt Sorted in the wound <laughs> of, as to why I no longer play professional rugby. So, uh, you know, say what you see. 
and uh, that's what I saw. So I, I said that. Yeah, he's a good player, fairness, isn't he? I mean, what do you think of him? Has he got plenty of goal places, like international wise, honours wise? Yeah, I think. Listen, Ireland, Ireland are of good depth everywhere, mm. but I think he's, I think he's a real good player. I like a lot about him. Uh, he's got like the likes of Jared Payne up there and Stuart McCluskey, so he's got a lot of stuff to learn. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think he definitely has potential to 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 kick on and be a be a good international player. Yeah, definitely. We have um, Reese. Um, I hope I'm saying it right. Chris Land. He was Priestland. Uh, he, um, you can see in the clip here, made a, a lovely kick, but then kick. the winger Double. followed it up. Josh Adams. He, um, yeah. Josh Adams as he missed it. So it just shows that uh, the winger should always follow the kicks. It's a great little try on the bounce. I'm sure you would have chased that in your <laughs> day, Darren, would you? I can't imagine how annoyed the Ospreys coaches are going to be. You know, you know they're going to be doing. He looks really surprised himself as well. Getting that. <laughs> in on Monday, they're going to be doing formations from like, do you know what I mean? For post returns, um, so yeah, that must be frustrating as a coach. Yeah, definitely. I want to go back to Munster again, like uh, RG Snyman's try over the weekend. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> if you see this, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's look, it looks like he's holding a tennis ball in his hand. He comes over with this Michael Jordan dunk. Look, look at this. This is absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and, and like we referred to it earlier when we were yeah. talking about like monster scoring from malls, monster scoring mm-hmm. from pick and goes, and I was like, what? Like, what's that? Yeah, what? What is, is that? that? A mall or a pick and go? Uh, or just no, that's no, just I a machine that, that is. But it's good to see him back. Like I'm like, I remember seeing clips of him before he came into Munster, mm-hmm. and he was playing over in the, in the, the, top, the top league in Japan, mm-hmm. and he was doing all this stuff like, oh, he won't do that when he gets over here. But clearly, he can still do that because he's just an absolute freak. <laughs> I think someone was tweeting it looked like a little peanut in his hand it's crazy what a <laughs> boom 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 right Darren thanks so for joining us when you have two daughters under two it's just nice to get out of the house yeah. <laughs> we'll be back Brilliant. Out again. Thanks, appreciate it cheers. cheers we're going to have a look at the fan zone now seeing what you guys are saying over on social media and the latest tweets coming in from Jason yeah, I was looking at the uh, Leicester Tigers and Saracens game. So obviously, I was watching the URC, but keeping a close eye on Twitter. 84-minute penalty try for Leicester to beat Saracens. And you love to see Saracens lose. <laughs> of, course, of course you do, of course you do. And I think it was a young enough ref. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's a baldy move to, 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 to hand in a penalty or to award a penalty try that late in the game, like to give them the win. But, uh, yeah, good to see. Um, obviously, I know you're obviously sick and tired of listening to me talk about the Springboks <laughs> and New Zealand game. But if you get a chance, if you look at Rugby Joe's uh, Twitter, it's on House of Rugby's Twitter. Oh, I've um, Lucano's arm, ridiculous. Mm. Kind of off, I wouldn't call it awful. It was around the back pass. Oh, absolutely brilliant. incredible. Uh, for the build-up to Dale Enders, try in the corner. But, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. not much this week. I know, just a few there. But um, we'll have plenty of action for next week. Um, so tune in and don't forget to use the hashtag House of Rugby URC to give us all your feedback on your tweets and your favourite moments. Right. Just have one more late tweet. We'll just oh. have get, we're just getting the final result in here. Obviously, we're filming this on a Sunday. Uh, 7-6 is all Leinster have managed to beat the Dragons boy and I'm not trying to insult the Dragons but I don't think that's the result we expected. Yeah, very we close. We're going to have to have a chat about next week. Um, I think we all expected a, a, a handy bonus point there for Leinster. But uh, James Ryan was captain today, obviously captain Ireland over the summer as well. Um, you, I think you have a bit of a James Ryan story for us. Yeah, it's great to see um, James captain because I remember when he was in the under-20s, I used to be the family's um, personal trainer. <laughs> and his dad used to say all the time that he was going to be the next Paul O'Connell. It's so not fair off, like he's, he's heading not. in the right direction. And certainly. But look, guys, I mean, that's all we've got time for this week. I mean, I don't know what you're making, but I had a great time and I'm 
I think Darren did too, hopefully. Yeah, it was brilliant. Thanks again to our partners, Bank of Ireland, proud sponsors of the four Irish provinces. And tune in next week where we see round three of the United Rugby Championship. We'll also have a new presenter joining our team next week, who I think you'll absolutely love. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Yeah.